tell you something. What do you know about Wakanda? It's a third world country. Textiles, shepherds, cool outfits, all the front. Explorers have searched for it. Called it El Dorado. They looked for it in South America. But it was in Africa the whole time. I'm the only one who's seen it. And made it out alive. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, Wakanda forever! My friends, we are here yet again, and I am excited to review this amazing movie. If y'all didn't want a love fest, you might want to just turn this off, because this is the Heroes of Noise Black Panther edition. I'm your host, Steve. My name is Dan, and welcome to episode 16 of the Heroes of Noise. We're calling this the Black Panther Special. And like Steve said, if you're not ready for a love fest, it doesn't even matter if it's coming from me. This man is ready to talk some Black Panther today. So I hope you guys are ready for it. I am. Let's do this, Steve. I assume that you liked the movie, huh? Oh, bruh. Before I start, I'm just going to let you do some emails. We're going to get that going. I have to pull back, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm not going to explode right now. Steve got to think about baseball while he does this. I have to think about Because, bruh, (laughs) I am so... Crazy looking, excited to review this movie. I mean, there's going to be, here's what you have coming for you. You're going to get a cool review. I'm going to tell you I got a little bit emotional. A few times. If I wasn't with somebody at the movie theater, I would have cried. And would I have cried? Like, what time would I have cried? How would I have cried? Who made me cry? What line of dialogue made me cry? You have to wait on that until after these wonderful messages. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's how we roll. This is going to be like Barbara Walters' special with Black Panther. Instead oh, dude, of, in a, I'm going to bring the everybody. tears out in this gentleman today. You watch. Dude, she made everybody cry. <laughs> when, you watched, when you watched Black Panther, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> what so, made you man. cry about Black Panther? Gee, I am so, gee, you are not, you are not ready for my tears, bro. 
Would you mind, Steve, if I use a little Black Panther music for the for the contact info this time around? Handle business. I'm going to get some of that good shit going right now, all right? So let's do this. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Heroes of Noise. This is episode 16. This is important to my man, Steve. There's a little bit of contact info for you. And I'm going to make it brief so we can use all this time to get all that Black Panther goodness in, all right? If you want to reach the show, you can reach us at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. That is heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. On the Twitters, hit us up at Heroes of Noise. You can reach myself, Dan, at DanQPublic. My buddy, Steve, at at S-E underscore Hudson Music. And you can get everything else at www.heroesofnoise.com. While you're there, feel free to subscribe to the show. Feel free to leave us a little PayPal donation, which, of course, is going to go right back into the show and keep this beautiful thing rolling for the rest of you. And uh, you know what else you can do? For me, do me a little favor. Stop off at iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. I think we've worked hard for you people. I think we're establishing the rapport with you people. And I think it's I think, I think it's time. Don't you? Don't you really think it's time to just give us some reviews? But that's, you know what? That's a whole other point. I see I'm wasting time right now talking about this when we could be talking about Black Panther. So... Without further ado, Steve, preach. All right, before we get started, we have an actual, a really good email regarding Black Panther. Part of it's regarding Black Panther, and it's from our our loyal listener, our awesome, amazing, great uh, musician listener, Johnny Bucks. And he says, chaps, chaps, chaps. Now, I think the first chap is you. Second chaps is me. Third chaps is for everyone listening. Just to put this in context, okay? No one feels left out. He's talking to everybody right now. Everybody. So, he says, saw Black Panther. I liked it a lot, but the CJ Panther was overused and surprisingly poor. Now, I'm going to do a love fest on this movie, but there were times where the the CGI Panther was just like, ah, it looked whatever, right? The movie's not without fault, but I hear what you're saying. Yes. And I was like, oh, it could have been better. But again, it didn't take me out. It was just like, oh, I noticed that that could be better. Now, um... Of course, there has to be some effect shots of the impossible leaps and moves, but there were moments when a real actor could have been used, such as walking, posing, and crouching. When the CG was used, it looked like 10 years old. It took me out of the film. However, that is my only issue with an otherwise good movie. That is an issue that um, I'm sure a few people have issues with the CGI, and for that to be the only issue in this movie, that's fantastic. But I do agree that some of it was just like, oh, you know what? A real person would have been interesting in that shot. Um... So I could totally, you know, I could totally get where um, Johnny Bucks is coming from. And in all fairness, Marvel movies tend to, when things start getting real busy in their movies, they do seem to have like a um, a decrease in effects when it comes to like their, you know, the the visual production, their, their yeah. digital. I their saw CGI. that in Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man, there was a lot of scenes where like, oh, that's not a person. They haven't like quite not, worked yeah. out like leaps and and swinging through yes. the air and things like that. Like I, yes. I'm partic- thinking of one scene in particular, which we'll get to uh, in Black Panther. It had to deal with um, Eric Killmonger and Black Panther falling and fighting. Oh yeah, that that was the scene we'll where wait, I kind of yeah, went. Yeah, eh. we'll wait. The hard thing with CGI, and we'll get into it, is to make weight happen. Right. We have a thing of like one thing that humans can do is for some reason we can see weight. When someone picks up a coffee cup on one of these procedurals and they pick it up and it's empty and they act like they're sipping out of it, we can tell somehow that there's no weight in that cup as opposed to there's real coffee in that paper cup. How we do it, I don't know. But we can tell when something's empty, just like we can tell when there's no weight on a body on screen. And it's very weird how we're able to get that, no? 
I mean, I really wish that I could sit there and explain to you how they do this stuff, but that's that is like a superhero talent in itself to make these visual effects like that. Yeah. God damn, I would love to be in animation, man. You know, I really would. Dude, it would be it would be fun just to sit there and that would be an interesting interview to talk to an animator. Just to be like, how do you start even getting something together? Because I know that there's levels. Like some people will do the background if they're CGI. Another person is in uh, in charge with one thing. Then another church is another person's in charge of another thing. They don't all do it at the same time. So I'm like, I would be I would love to talk to an animator to find out how exactly these things come together. That might be a future app. Who knows? Maybe so. So um uh so back to this wonderful email. So Johnny Bucks goes on to say, I agree with Dan on Cloverfield paradox. Dan. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. Thank you very much. You had me at hello, though. (laughs) Dang it, Johnny. It's all right. You had me. He's speaking the truth. It's okay, Steve. He's speaking the truth. It was like a cross between Event Horizon and Gravity. Stop. Stop it. Dan. Dan. You heard my review last week, and I'm standing by my review. But are you going to say that it was Event Horizon and Gravity, though? Both really good films. I could go with a cross between if we're talking about the quality of either of these movies, then Come I would on. not say it's the same. But as far as a, a, a marriage go. of the two, yeah, I can I can see that. Okay. Perfectly decent. Actually, that's effective. It was perfectly My decent. My thoughts exactly. True. Perfectly per- decent. I didn't get the fuss about gravity. Thought it was good, but not an amazing movie. I was expecting uh I was expecting from all the hype. Same with Arrival. Arrival was incredible, Johnny. Johnny. I'm with Johnny. Again, but, I'm with Johnny. I was just like, that's cool. How though? That's cool. I even read the little short story about Arrival. Like, eh, that's cool. I loved Arrival. Nah, I... Okay. Um, hoping to see Shape of Water this week. You're going to like that, John. I think you're going to really like Shape of Water. Guillermo de Toro is just, he made a beautiful movie. And I don't say that normally. All I can say is that it was a beautiful movie. It was just beautiful. There, there is a shot. And I'll say it's in a bathroom with some water in it. I'll say that. That shot is one of the most beautiful shots I have seen in a movie in the last few years. Just beautiful. I think I've been raving about Shape of Water for like the last four shows. So obviously, you know my opinion, Johnny. It's a great movie, man. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. And it's going to make you it's going to make you believe something that we have no business being OK with or believing. It's he just does it well. Uh, and he says, peace, Johnny Bucks. Hey, Johnny Bucks, love you, man. Thanks for writing in, brother. Yes, we will be talking about the CGI um, about Black Panther uh, later on this wonderful episode. Uh, we got a few voicemails, one from McSeezy and one from Johnny Bucks. We're going to go ahead and play those for you real quick. Here you go. Good morning, gentlemen. Well, it's morning for me. I'm in a local hostel room awaiting my veggie breakfast. English style, and uh, yeah, it's a place called Bullwell, which uh, is known for Bullwell bogs. It's also known for being one of the crappiest towns in Britain. It's actually on the official crap towns list. It is not a haven, but uh, Mickey boy's got some business to do here. As we say, I've got to see a man about a dog. So anyway, last week's show, very good. I really enjoyed most of it. And not to say all of it, but more, the quiz was excellent. I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, and uh, your observations on some of the films saved me from going to see a disaster film. <clears throat> I went and saw Coco yesterday, that's pretty good. A little bit sentimental, but the animation's fine in it. 
And uh, I've just got a couple of recommendations for you. Uh, the first is a kids' show. It's more than a kids' show. It's when children's shows were intelligent. It's called Cat Weasel. It's about a Norman age wizard who is a Saxon who is fleeing from persecution, jumps off a castle rampart and tries to fly using a spell, but he doesn't fly through the air, he flies through time and ends up in 1969 England. Very good, check it out, there's two seasons. Very, very good. And the second recommendation is the most terrifying children's programme ever recorded. It's called Children of the Stones. You can get it on YouTube, watch it, it's terrifying, it really marked you ask Johnny Boy, he'll tell you about how scary that one was. Oh, actually, there's a third one. It's a Spanish film called La Cabina. And when I remembered in a conversation with John, it was in uh, sci-fi magazine, SFX, and they were saying whether it was real or not because lots of people had remembered it, but I had not seen it. And I was talking with John, and when I remembered it, you asked him about the terror that came upon my face. It is terrifying. We do like a bit of horror. So, march onwards, gentlemen, and um, I hope uh, all is well, and uh, I'll speak to you soon, and uh, goodbye. Firstly, Mixie, I'm going to say this. I'm going to put out a challenge to you. I challenge you to record a voicemail somewhere quiet. <laughs> That's much. I don't think you're ever but alone. Mixie's a man about town, though, man. I know, but I don't think he's ever alone. I don't know if he's a superhero of some sort, if he has some sort of secret lair, but whatever is going on in the background, I think I challenge you to be alone. Are you scared of being alone, Mixie? Does loneliness freak you out? Because I'm just asking. By the way, we we absolutely did put these in on the first, the lost show. We're going to call it the lost show. Those were in and uh, just didn't happen. So last week, with all of this uh, healing up and working, you know, the heroes were working it out. We forgot to put them in and that is my fault. So this week, of course, the voicemails are two weeks old, but they were great. And, uh, you know, we, we just wanted to make sure that they were put in there. And thank you guys so much for taking the time to send these to us. Hello, chaps. Johnny Bucks here. Just thought I'd ring in as I've watched the first episode of Altered Carbon on Netflix. I really enjoyed it. It's an extremely well-produced sci-fi thriller. Very kind of cyberpunk. There's good big elements of Blade Runner in there, I thought. Um, good performances. Really gorgeous to look at as well. It's going to take a few episodes to glean what's, what's happening, I think. There's lots to learn yet. But I like that. That's something you can get your teeth into. Anyway, um, that's about it, I think. Um, it's a late here. In fact, there's a looking out my window. There's a full moon. It's um, really bright. Can't stop looking at it. If I, uh, feel a bit. Johnny Bucks, your werewolf impersonation is not funny at all to me. And that's okay. 
I'm gonna get you. I don't know what you're afraid of. It's fucking hilarious to I me. I believe it because you're a cold-blooded cat, like Paul Abdul says. <laughs> so you're a snake, cold-blooded snake. Um, I'm a cold-hearted snake. Is it cold-hearted? You're a cold-blooded. That's right. Look into my snake. eyes. Cold-hearted. I've it been is. Telling lies. You're right. It's not cold-blooded. Cold-blooded is Rick. <laughs> Rick Jeezy. Um, Welcome to How Black Is Steve. Exactly. <laughs> ah! But. Uh, <laughs> Funny, you know what? Wrong, actually, wrong show. Wrong show for that today. Yeah, trust that me. is so funny. Um, no, but uh, tell me what you're scared. Like I'm gonna, he's gonna tell me. Hey, tell me what you're scared of, uh, Johnny Buck, so I can freak you out. <laughs> Offer that information. Just drop your defenses. But uh, as normal, dude, John, guys, we love your voicemails every time. Love them, love them, love them. Keep them coming. Uh, we love y'all. And anybody else want to send a voicemail and sound as wonderful as Johnny Bucks and McSeezy, please do the same. Feel free to like record them into your iPhone or your Android and then just send them email. That yeah. works too. If you don't like doing the whole voicemail thing, totally. Hell, it probably sounds better to be quite honest with you. And make but, sure I, Johnny, I hope you don't mind that I threw a little bit of moon dance, you know, at oh, the end of that so there. But and we needed to have a little American werewolf in London action there. Yeah. And make sure if you guys send a voicemail that you're around a lot of people, because <laughs> I don't think you're going to be able to speak as freely as McSeezy if you're not. Nick's the man, though. I'm telling you, he's a man about town. Nick is the dude. I feel like if I if I ever am going to visit that side of our wonderful world, they're going to be the ones I want to hang with because they know what's happening about town. They're going to be like, "Don't go to that place. Go to this underground. Knock three times. Give a secret word, password thing, and go to that spot." The heroes of noise hit the road. Um, Black Panther made money, Dan. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. The studio forecasts a four-day holiday weekend of $218 million in the U.S. and Canada. A global of $361. <laughs> that is, it said it ranks among the top 15 global debuts ever. That is huge. It's also not even including the largest markets yet, Steve. China, Russia, and Japan. This Dude. movie is going to make so much money. Long story short, with a black cast, black ensemble, black director, this is a game changer. It is a game changer for a third film. That is crazy. Fruitvale, Creed, then this. Kevin Feige is like, uh, yeah, we want him for the sequel. I bet you do, Kevin. I bet you do. Coogler is going to be able to be like, well, he's going to do, you know who's he going to sound like? Cuba Gooding Jr. You know why he's going to sound like Cuba Gooding Jr.? He's going to say, show me the money. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Feige's going to be like, Jerry Maguire, you know why? I love black people! I love black people! That's what he's going to say. <laughs> no question. <laughs> he is going to be screaming, I love black people. Did you know that this film, like the, it's, it's already up in the ranks of Star Wars The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, Jurassic World, and The Avengers. It's already making that kind of money in just That's the last crazy. three days. And it's still the holiday weekend. It's going, it's going to, to kill it on Monday, too. Dude, dude, it's going to be insane. I mean, look, okay, here we go. Look, first of all, when I went, I, did, I was worried what kind of money Black Panther was going to make. All of us were worried until it started rolling toward the time. Then no one was worried. We were all like, oh, it's about to be crazy. When theater started selling out ahead of time, the arc light was only showing Black Panther. The arc light in LA, only showing Black Panther. Did you see any of the pictures that were coming out of there on Twitter? Of course. 
Oscars? It was just full-on celebration. Bruh. It was a universal celebration. Absolutely. It wasn't even a... Now, mind you, is a lot of black folks, which is totally understandable because, man, man, this means a lot. But it was a universal celebration of people being like, it wasn't a, oh, I liked it, but it was no buts. It was I... Loved it. Like every movie have its flaws, but they didn't. It was so good that it over it overrode whatever flaw people had. Now, you can be the contrary. There always are the contrarians, but mostly it was just nothing but a love fest. You know what? We're going to get into it. But first, I got to ask you, what was your experience? Like, where did you watch it? Were people like, what was your experience watching this film first off so that we kind of get a setting? I was actually expecting it to be a lot more wild. I actually tweeted a picture out and I got there. It was probably, I think it was like an 1140 That's show crazy. that Gail and I got to. Sat down and we were thinking, okay, we better get there early. We pull up to the parking lot and like no one was there. It was the weirdest thing. Walked into the theater and I tweeted out a picture. It was literally an empty theater. Now, eventually people did start coming in. I think we got probably, I would say maybe 30 to 50 people. You know, they scooted in as the movie was starting. But... No, it was not a big turnout. And then I went and saw it again. I actually saw it about an hour later. I took my son to see it. And at that point, that's when you realize the magnitude of what's happening here, because that was probably a sold out show. I did read something that was kind of odd, Steve. I want to know your thoughts on this here. Are you familiar? And I'm not, by the way, but are you familiar with something called Comscore? No. It's, I would assume it's like an online poll or an online, um, it's like a poll. Mm-hmm. And it's saying, I don't, I don't agree with this. I don't think this is right. It says, according to Comscore, of the moviegoers were African-American. I don't believe that at all. I think that was, I think the number's much higher. Yeah, it was. But the thing is, I I wonder how, though, because I don't remember ever filling out something saying I'm black. Even though when I left, I was like, I'm black and black, the black, black. I mean, when I left, (laughs) I would have answered any question about, but I don't remember filling out anything before I went in saying I'm a black dude watching this movie. Did you get your selfie by the Black Panther poster, man? I Did you? No. I felt like I couldn't play the reindeer games, dude. Gee, what are you talking about? Here's I'm the just thing. kidding. No, but there okay. was, a, it was what I'm asking, the reason I'm asking that, there was actually a big-ass line right there. I was really? thinking about doing it and just tweeting it out, but it was, totally there was a big-ass line of people. They I were celebrating big time coming out. I didn't get to do that either. I didn't even, like, when I walked in... My thing is, me being stupid, I forgot we had a... I know we have assigned seats, but I always want to rush to my seat. I'm so used to it, to rushing to a seat, that I was like, wait a minute, no one can take my seat. And so I should have just went out there and actually took a picture with, uh, you know, T'Challa. And, uh, ooh, my, oof, not just her, not just him, though, bro. Not just him. <laughs> <laughs> not just, and we will get. Yeah, I'm dying to know what you think about that. I know where you're going, and I want to know what you think. Oh, hold on, you didn't, I didn't even give you my experience. I'm oh, sorry. I thought I the, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. First of all, the very first one, I saw it twice yesterday. And the first time I saw it, I wasn't really sure. I knew it was a good movie. Okay. I knew, I knew that instantaneously. That was a good movie. It was beautifully. It's so well shot. And some of the, the, the visuals in this are, they're stunning. And to me, it seems like this movie sets itself apart from the rest of the Mar- the MCU. It's, it feels different to me. It feels independent on its own. And so I appreciated all of that there, but there was just something about this movie when I was watching it the first time and I tweeted, or excuse me, I texted you. I'm like, you know, it was cool. I liked it. And I I liked the cast and I liked everything about it, but I wasn't feeling 
Like it didn't hit me. Do you know what I mean? It just yes. didn't hit me like the way I was expecting it to be hit. And I'm wondering if it's because I came in with such high expectations and, and you know, I, I didn't know anything. I had no spoilers involved, but I was just watching the general reaction on Twitter for like the last two days. So I'm thinking, man, I'm really getting ready to see something that's just absolutely game changing. And I'm not, it's not to say that I didn't think that, but it, I actually went back again and saw it the second time with my son, which was good because he's the comic book nerd. So even though he's not real well versed in Panther, uh, Black Panther rather, I had a feeling, sorry, we're not in Clovis. I had a feeling that, uh, <laughs> throwback, I had a feeling that he was going to be able to give me a little bit more. And of course he did. He loved it. He thought it was amazing. I too, the second time around, appreciated it way much more. It was I was able to kind of focus on it a little bit more and look for you know look in the background and check out the details and catch the little Easter eggs and things like that. So I love this movie. I thought it was great. Really glad we saw it. Totally worth doing a show devoted to it today. You already know where I'm at. I went with a companion of mine, and we saw it, and um, it was a fantastic experience. Like people clapped at the end. All three endings, people clapped. We all were unanimously like, wow. Well, you heard people leaving saying, holy cow, what a great movie. That was beautiful. Everyone pretty much stayed for the last. Normally, you see a million people leaving. A few people left, which I don't understand. But people stayed for the stingers and clapped after each stinger. Um, and uh, it was just an amazing freaking movie. And I loved it. And... Um, it was just an experience the likes of which I haven't had in a very, 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 very long time. And it was an emotional experience that I hadn't heard in a very long time. But um, let's start- hear about that emotion, man. Let's hear what it brought out in you. Um, we'll go through the movie so I could tell you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing spoilers, so if you don't want to be spoiled, there's no way I can go through the movie without doing it. So I, I kind of want to just lay out my experience going into this movie and hear Dan's uh, you know, thoughts on it. So the movie opens with an incredible uh, a, a, a young lad asks his dad, tell me a story, father. How did you like how they did the Sam story? I thought it was awesome. That was crazy, right? (laughs) Yeah, I love the whole, you know, the whole, how the father's talking to his son about this asteroid containing, you know, mostly vibranium crashing down into the continent of Africa and how it got into the vegetation and just the whole thing, the five tribes that were warring over this. And eventually the one, and I'm sorry that I don't remember the name on this here, but the one warrior that came to the, that, that discovered the Panther God. And the panther god bestowed the, what was it? The heart-shaped herb. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Bestowed the heart-shaped herb into this guy, making him the first black panther, uniting all five nations into Wakanda. I thought that was just like so the dopest good. entry. So good. Yeah. It was really, really cool how they did that. I love the way that they told that story. And I thought it was the perfect way to, to start the story. And I, I loved how, okay, it shows how slavery and stuff was happening outside. Yes. And they're like, okay, we're going to have to hide ourselves in this invisible land so that we don't, we kind of push everything out and it's not even existing, right? Hiding in plain sight. Hiding in plain sight, which brings us to the first vi- uh, you know, visual of Black Panther. And here's the dope thing. Somehow, um, uh, Dan- uh, Denai Guerrera or Guerrera, 
she's driving this plane, flying this plane. Is, are we to assume she's flying it just by her mind? You know, I'm not sure because they did have, you know, Shuri's lab. Yeah. By the way, Shuri kind of making Tony Stark look like a slacker. Well, she's like saying. the smartest person on earth. Yeah, 16-year-old scientist Genius. from Wakanda that is making some of the dopest tech that I have seen Genius. in a Marvel movie yet. I and love the tech she's in this movie. Not a, she's not like the goofy, nerdy. No, no. She's like super cool, super down. She just also happens to be a freaking genius. Yeah, they didn't put her in that man in the chair role. Exactly. No. She was a huge part of why, you know, T'Challa is who he is. She's a star, dude. Shuri is a She's amazing. star. And Did you recognize Shuri? Letitia Wright, do you recognize her from watching something recently? It took me a while. Hold on. You loved it. Did I love it? You loved it. What was it? Black Mirror. Black Museum. Oh, was she Black, Black Museum? Panther. She's got a theme going on. But Dude, yeah, yeah, I didn't know. She, that's right. <laughs> she was great in that. That's and the whole right. time, Galen, I'm like, where the hell have we seen her? And that's and I finally cheated and looked on IMDb. And I'm like, oh, I think I said it really loud, that's by the way. I was like, Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, the companion was looking at Den, uh, Deni, uh, um, looking at um, Denai Gurira, and she was like, uh, oh, I've never seen her before. I was like, yeah, you have. I did the same thing, dude. And I was like, yeah, you have. She's like, where? I was like, um, Walking Dead. She said, oh, my God. God, that's her. I'm like, yes, that is her. You get so used to seeing her with the Michonne dreads, or at least I did. I just, I don't know what it was. I didn't put two and two together, and I'm like, why does she look so damn familiar? And it just hit me all. So I'm like, this is freaking Michonne. Dude, she was great. She so, was so good. good now, how did you like? Here's what I loved when he came down into the forest. He's in the forest right now, right, chilling, mm-hmm. and they're looking for him. He comes into this fight. They're looking for Black Panther. These rebels. And they, the dog is barking in the tree. I'm thinking he's going to disappear. Now, they put the flashlights up. He's like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish he would have said it. <laughs> I was like, he did not try to run or nothing. I was like, this is Black Panther, baby. What? This is where I'm at. And he, bruh. Let me tell you something. When he kicked that dude out of the forest into the truck, I was like, oh, that's where you run, homie. That's where this fight is over. Why would you continue fighting then? If I see one of my boys get flown out of somewhere into a truck, whatever's fighting him, I'm sorry. I can't mess with it. Apparently, that's it's a great a, scene, man. Dude. And here's here's what I loved about it. This is the first time where... Um, uh, this is the first time where I'm going to call them by their real names. I'm sorry because I'm set. I'm a person that remembers people's names. Uh, so this is the first time deny comes out and saves the day. Not the last time. This is the first time where we see, Oh, this warrior is for real. Denai Guerrero plays. I believe it's a Koye. Yeah. Who is King T'Challa's bodyguard. Black Panther's female bodyguards are called the Dora Milaje. And, and, Den, uh, Okoye is the leader of the Dora Milaje. And man, these, when we see Wakanda, number one, that's where the first time I got emotional, right? He said it, they're flying back to Wakanda and he says, this never gets old. And when you see this beautiful place in Africa, Jesus, man. That was amazing. The landscape that they did oh for my Wakanda God, was amazing. Dude. And then there's a point where they're walking through the streets and you see these people all happy 
and colorful and enjoying their culture. Bruh, it messed me up really bad. Real quick, because I'm talking about that exact scene that you're talking about where they're walking through the city. Yes. I don't know if you noticed this or not, because I only noticed it on the second run. But there's this guy that's in the background, right? He's got like a jean jacket on and a hat. He kind of looks a little bit Terrence Trent Darby or something from like back <laughs> in the day. That's how he, he's got like the round shades on and stuff. Yeah. Very insignificant. So there's this guy that's in the scene. Watch this if you see it again. There's two sides of the screen, right? A, a left and a right, if you will. Yeah. But every single time they're talking, this dude's in the background, meaning that he would have to be jumping from side to side to be in it. I know it's just the way that they edited it. But oh, it's that's just really funny. I didn't because, know that. Yeah. I just, I got fixated on that for a little bit. There he is. Oh, there he is again. There that he was just funny. like all over the place. And I wonder if he did that on purpose. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> just, interesting. I'm going to make, I'm gonna make damn sure I'm in this movie. <laughs> I'm going to, next time I'm going to peep that, look for the guy in the hat, look for Terrence from Darby in the background. I almost texted you and I knew you were going in, but I didn't, I didn't know where you were in the movie or if it had started yet. So I just figured I'd just wait. Talk it felt like it took not that important. It took forever to start. It felt like, but so here's what I also loved about it. What there, there are certain um, scenes where you see Africans or people from Wakanda with the plates in their lip and they make them look beautiful. It's not some weird thing. And it normally when we were all, when I was always shown this, it was shown as some, you know, whoa, look what they do in this one. They're like, it's a, it's a, they're like royalty and they have these things in their lip. And I'm like, wow, this is a, all these things are just so beautiful. And so how did you like their greeting? The cross over their chest. I thought that was freaking awesome. Dude. They just do the X. Dude, dude. I like how that X does multiple things. It's like their greeting. It's also a way for them. Remember when, uh, what was it? How Shuri had incorporated that kinetic energy saving technique. Yes, it sure was. Yep. And, but it was even incorporated into the ship. Yes. If you remember at the end, towards the end of the Where movie. Where she was like, now break out of it. Yeah. So dope. How about that freaking suit that took kinetic energy, stored it, and then released it? Come on, dog. Come on. I'm telling you, I, I really mean it. Like, I really think that this is the best tech that we have seen in the Marvel Universe so far. And you're right. If that's in the story, that she's supposed to be like the smartest person in the world. I totally buy into Dude, it. Dude. And, and the fact when she came out and she was like, I got a better question. She's like, what are those? Dude, the whole. <laughs> she, she, went, <laughs> she went old school with vine, with a vine. Yes, G. We all fell out. Like, as in, we were laughing so hard in the theater that it laughed into, like, the full scene was almost messed up. We laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed because it was so unexpected. We have to realize that's what they did. Cooler was genius because he said, don't forget, we're in the now. We're not in the future. So when she said, what are those? They're like, oh, that's now. Why am I tripping thinking these... This is something that's happening a million years ago. This is or a, a million years of things in the like future. That. They did a couple of those. There was another one where um, Okoye is telling Nakia because she had to ha- have that wig on. Yes, she's like, I can't wait to get this thing off. She's like, No, just whip your hair back and forth, girl. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Totally. So G. they they have essentially they've time stamped this movie. It would do. with with that you know, bit of pop culture in there. And I have no problem with it whatsoever. It is a bit timestamped. I think when you go back to it later, you're gonna be like, oh shit, I remember that. That's a little dated. But I don't think that it takes from the movie at all. And I thought that it made for a really funny, you know, scene. How crazy did you go when you saw Sterling K. Brown? Especially now, since I've been watching so much This Is Us. Exactly, G. Coogler knew. Coogler knew. He's like, oh. And no one talked about it. Oh, well, we saw it, well, we saw it really early. But 
I didn't know he was in this freaking movie. I didn't know until like the night before, actually. And he plays a character by the name of Njobu. Oh, he was so good. I'm hoping in like the sequel that maybe we'll get to see him a little bit more because for obvious reasons, we won't, <laughs> we didn't get to see much of him in this one, mm-hmm. but I would like to see him come back in again because I think there's a story there. There's some prequel action that we could utilize with him. I would love to see more of his backstory. It, I love how when Black Panther, when he shows up to that Oakland residence, as soon as he sees who it is, when they said, when he knocked on the door, like, who is it? He's like, go get it. And he said, they ain't going to knock again. I said, said, there's oh, some Grace, <laughs> well, said, there's some Grace Jones looking yes. women outside. He's like, they ain't going to knock again. And when he saw Black, when he saw his king immediately on the ground, immediately, yeah. I was like, this I loved his is entry. so, oh, dude. When they just king knocked T'Chaka. on the, he just appeared. He just, a oh, freaky, she said. And the fact that when you say, who are you? They have to give you the right answer. Isn't that amazing? Did you see, I think I think it was this album, but did you see that Public Enemy, It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back uh, album cover? I didn't. Wasn't I didn't. Yeah, I think, I think it was Takes a Nation of Millions. It might not have been, but it was definitely a Public Enemy. It was when he's like, hide the guns, and he took that, that, oh, I didn't know that, that picture off right there. Yeah, okay. there's a Public Enemy. It was so... Coogler. But then later, when he said, uh, well, first, let me get it. Michael B. Jordan is, is Killmonger. What did you think? Awesome. I like Michael B. Jordan. I've told you I like Michael B. Jordan. I liked his character because his character was broken. Do you know what I mean? His character was broken most of his life. And this is the result of being, I mean, how far, I don't know how far we want to go into spoilers with this. We're going all the way. We're going all the way. Yeah. Well, Michael B. Jordan plays Eric Killmonger or Eric Stevens as he starts off. And I'm still going to leave a little bit of surprise there. I don't want to ruin everything because it is only, you know, three days into this movie. True. But. He is the villain of the movie. I think he's different than any villain that we've seen so far. I I think his backstory is amazing because it, he's a kid that is essentially left and left with his dead father and left to fend for himself. And, you know, he, he knows about his, his true origins and he spends the rest of his life trying to get to Wakanda, trying to find Wakanda. And he's ruthless. Oh, dude. He's killed many, many people. And I love the way that he symbolized that by using those body modifications. Oh, and he looked like everyone. Else. Now he looked like everyone. Like when you took off. And here's the thing. Are we to believe? I don't think that's true. I don't think that's what they were going for. But what I will What's say that? is, I was going to say, are we to believe that those marks mean, mean who you've killed? That's what he said. But I'm saying, in the other on the other Wakandans, does that mean that? Because if that means that to them and they had a few on their face, when he took off his shirt and had all that, was that to symbolize that? This is how many people I've killed. Um, did they have the, the body modification in their face? I saw the dots, like the paint, but I didn't know that they actually had the the beads. That's what was underneath it. The paint, it was like they it was colored over those dots. Okay, all right. But I don't I'll buy that. But like when he, I loved how when he's, a, there's a fight that happens and Killmonger says, I have trained for this moment, meaning all these kills I've done, I was training to beat you to the throne. All these deaths were so I could kill you. So I could, and he said it with such a fierceness. It wasn't a, so I could kill you. It was a, I can't wait for them to say fight. That should have worried Black Panther. It did kind of throw him off saying, I cannot wait to kill you. It is, I can't wait. Let's fight. Killmonger is a person that I agreed with. Villains normally you don't agree with. This is the first villain for me that I was like, um, 
he's got a point. He's got a because there is a, a point where um uh T'Challa said, I'm only here to protect my people. And Killmonger was like, people in Oakland, people across the nation, black people are your people. But I'm like, oh my God, that's a true story. He's like, you're sitting here in this enclosed area and you're letting us die out there. I'm like, I think I agree with him. I'm not going to tell you how it resolves, but they make you say he's not crazy. He has a different form of thinking enough to maybe convince other Wakandans, but he has a different way of thinking, just not crazy. Killmonger was not crazy. It's kind of like that classic villain. I'm not saying that he's any, there's no nothing cliche about Killmonger, but it's it's like one of those things where his vision makes complete sense to him. You know what I mean? And he wasn't going for, even though he said that, you know, that he was trying to, the whole idea was he's trying to acquire all these vibranium weapons to send out to Wakandan spies in, you know, all across the world. But it was because of all the oppression that had gone on. It was time to have start a revolution. Yes. That's what he was going for. And right? he was saying we could take over the world. Right. The yeah. world. And, and their thing was, no, we just need to take care of Wakanda. Mind you, he's not wrong to a certain extent. It was his, there is a scene that is one of the most, it was like a shape of water scene for me. It touched me in a bad way. There's a situation of him, he he burns something and he's standing yeah. in the midst of it burning. And I'm like, what a shot. That shot from his back, I was like, holy crap. That is a villain. That is a dude. It's a real shame though that he didn't get in shape for this movie. You know, what I yeah, mean? I know he wasn't pasty. buff enough. He's just a little, little pudgy. That he was what wasn't it a bit crazy how good of it wasn't it weird when he took off his shirt? I was like, dang, I didn't think no, he had that. That dude's like impressive. I'm sure he's already bulky like that anyway. Oh, for but Creed. Remember, yeah, he's got Creed too. So yeah. he was like, in this that dude is physically fit, man. Because Michael B. Jordan is not to be played around with. He the thing is, his face filled out, and you thought maybe he got a little bigger. Uh uh-uh. uh, his face filled out because he got yoked out. Yeah, he got yoked out. And he I, is crazy he yoked did, in that movie. He did such a fantastic job, fantastic job. The fury in his face when he said, "I'm going to fight Black Panther." When he was when he was shackled, saying, "This is my plan. I'm going to take the throne." Everyone laughed. He's like, "I'm not laughing, bro. I'm taking your throne. You can't fight and beat me." I'm like, dude, this guy is so sure. And here's the thing: I don't think he knew. There's a point. The, um. There's a part where also I, 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 I didn't shed a tear because I was with somebody. But when they're about to, they're, they're going to bestow the, the power of the Black Panther upon uh, T'Challa. And when he, when he comes up and he sees all of the people of Wakanda celebrating him in their different colors, gee, it got me. Yeah. It got me, dude. That was a great scene. It I'm telling you, dude, so visually, beautiful. the use of color in this movie and it was just beautiful. I mean, Kugler has a vision that I didn't even know he was capable of doing. Bro, I knew it, he was great. He was a great screenwriter. I knew that he's a great director, but I did not know that he was capable. I mean, it's not all him, obviously. You know what I mean? But he had control of this movie. Yes. And what he let happen was visually stunning. One of the most visually stunning Marvel movies yet. It was, for sure. it was a celebration of culture. It was Absolutely. a celebration. He didn't shy away from it. And when they all... And I love how they said, you're going to have to take away the power of the Black Panther and let someone challenge you as a man, as a normal, everyday man. That brings me to, how did you like Winston Duke as M'Baku, the head of the, oh, 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 woo-hoo! 
Boy, that brother was bad. Winston Duke was amazing. Amazing dude. He was amazing as Mabaku. He was hilarious. His yawn out of nowhere. <laughs> His yawn yeah. where he's just like, are you done? <laughs> I love that. This really emotional moment. He's just sitting there watching all just bored out of his mind. Are you done yet? <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. Dude. And um, everyone did a fantastic job. Even Forrest Whitaker. Andy Serkis did a good job. He was, a okay, I'm about to hate. He got a little yoked out too, didn't he? He did. And he was a little bit over the top for me. Yeah, a little bit. Little yeah. Bit. And, but when, when, uh, when Killmonger shot, uh, when, well, when Killmonger does something, it was only an interaction between Killmonger and him that made me think, oh, Killmonger is not just a, like a mercenary. He's trained. Cause it was way too, I was like, oh, wait a minute. This guy isn't just, and so the more you know about Killmonger, the more I worried when he said, I'm going to fight. Black Panther, I was like, uh-oh, this dude well, didn't is... didn't they say... Was he a Navy SEAL? He was a Navy SEAL. Yeah, but... he started off as a Navy SEAL. Na- a Navy SEAL. Yeah. A Navy SEAL. And he ended up killing... What he said, he killed people in Afghanistan. Yep. He killed people in Wakanda. He killed people all over the world. Everywhere. He killed... Uh, obviously yes. trained. Yes. Uh, trained. Vicious. Trained. Vicious. I love... and um. I think the thing that I loved a lot about this movie also is the women, their portrayal of women. Women were so independently strong. They didn't need a man helping them. They were fine. And that's a theme that I like seeing in these movies that are coming out now. You have stronger women strong. in these superhero movies, you know, and it should be that way. I'm sure it's going to be the same way with Captain Marvel and whatever else is to come in a Wonder Woman you know, sequel, but I like this theme that's going on where it's empowering women. And I totally. thought it was freaking awesome. And possibly quite, po- you know what? Honestly, I'm going to go ahead and say it was probably the best display of it that I've seen so far. They got down in this movie. The Dora Milaje dog, the Dora Milaje were a problem. That end scene with the rhinos. That was amazing. When she, there's a part where, she, where someone steps in front of one and like, you ain't going to do nothing. You're not going to do nothing to me. So, I mean, look, there's a reason. Here's what I loved. Every other tribesman had men backing them. But the Black Panther, he's like, uh-uh, the Dora Milaje are guarding me. This group of women are going to be my warriors. Why? We see later. They're a problem. And they, the thing is, they don't want them to fight. Like, they're a last case scenario. Like, if we have to fight, we'll do it. But we kill. Like, they will go out and take people out. It was so good, man. I love that line when she's talking to Daniel Kaluuya, who we didn't even talk about yet, from Get Out. He really wasn't Wakabi. He wasn't as big of a part as I thought he'd have. No, he. I didn't even know he was in this one. So yeah. I was actually surprised to see him. But I love that line because she plays his love interest in the movie, even though they don't really touch on it that much, except for that one part where they... Remember when they held up the, like the hand hologram and she's yeah, like, my king, my, my king, my, my love. love. Yes. Yeah. But her line, he's like, what would you, you would, you would kill me. And she's like, without question, Woo-hoo! that level of loyalty is what, why he's choosing to use them as their, as his guard. G G it's a pro the whole thing. And the thing is, um, there's a part where she has to, um, his sister Shuri is, is telling Everett who's Martin Freeman about the um, technology in Wakanda. And first she's kind of, she's kind of stonewalling him, whatever, until he starts finding, he's so interested in like, hey, what is this? You see how excited she gets? 
okay, check out what I did. And immediately comes like, so here's what I did. I did this, I did this. She's making science cool. This science is cool. I'm like, this is so important to a black kid watching this movie. It's important, man. I don't think that there was anything in this movie that was discouraging to the youth of today, period. No. After thinking about this after 24 hours, I feel like this movie takes the, the MCU into a completely different direction. Now. They can do so much more with this here. This movie was completely different than the rest of the Marvel movies. I keep saying that, but it's true. I mean, it would, the last speech he gave was not just about the people, his people. It's about the world needs something, and I want to be the one. Gee, I want to be the one to bring it. As in, he's not now just a member of the MCU. He's an established, important part of now the MCU, with, with, without which some things don't happen. Without which things just don't go forward without his help. And that is so important for them to say, we're going to put our stock in this guy. So let me get to the CGI. Now, I think the first time I saw the CGI being um, iffy was during the car chase scene. There's a car chase scene where, I was, where he flips and I'm like, oh, that's okay. But it was so groovy that I didn't care. That car chase scene was so amazing. And bruh, bruh. You know why Lexus got involved with that, though? Oh, for sure. That, that was perfect for a car for Gee, to sell cars, man. How dope was that remote driver Shuri had? How dope was that thing? They're like these remotes, basically, that you would just drop onto the car or whatever that you're trying to access, right? Yep. And then you basically just hack in and you're able to do that from your, your hologram <laughs> in the lab. That was cool. I haven't seen anything like that before. That was really I cool. I have not seen it. It, it was so nifty how... There's a part where they're shooting at him and and literally inside you can't hear anything. Like it's not even penetrating them. They're not they're not blinking. This Wakandan technology is not to be messed with. It's just not. And so, bruh, what about the spear freaking throw? Yeah, that was pretty freaking amazing. That was so and the, bruh, there's a part where a car just exploded and how <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> She just slides up in the seat. <laughs> that was one of the funnier parts of the movie. That was, dude, the thing is my crowd would laugh so long that it would laugh into another scene. But um, what, what also brings us back into the now is there's a fight happening and everyone has their cell phones up and you realize, oh, that's now. That's what we would do. You know? Absolutely. The world is watching. Do he you was want ready to, to kill be, him? Oh man! He was ready to take Ulysses Claw out. That would have just ruined him He's completely. Like, he wouldn't have been a hero anymore. He would have been a murderer. Exactly. Now you're Killmonger. But bruh, here's the thing: when Killmonger was introduced, I thought he was going to have an accent. Did you? Yeah, I kind of did. But then it wasn't surprising, being that uh, Sterling K. Brown's character was able to just, you know, emulate an American. That's accent what I thought because he was a spy. Yes, I thought he was Wakandan, but he wasn't. He was just like, "What's up? How you doing?" And the cool thing was, um, first of all, the way he was carrying himself is so, I don't even know how to explain it, but immediately he has such confidence. Like, he is not impressed or intimidated by anyone in any situation. But then when you hear his story, you're like, oh, he wouldn't be. There's no one he thinks can kill him. No one. Anyone he runs into he thinks he could take them out. But can he? 
98% of the people on the planet? He probably could. I wouldn't doubt it, yeah. I would not doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. And it's such an important thing that I don't know how Coogler made Michael B. Jordan act this way, but he carried himself in a way. Like there's a part where someone gets real close in his face, and what he does is he looks at him like, are you serious right now? Like, this is hilarious. Like, he's not even, he's like, but it's a, you don't know who you're talking to right now. And it's just I imagine those important, it's such important, like, Kugler knew. He's like, hey, act as if somebody's stepping to you. And he did that look, like, who are you talking to? In the midst of him being trapped, handcuffed, in the midst of all these people, he still was like, bro, you don't know who you're talking to right now. It was incredible. I kind of like to know where I'd like to know where Michael B. Jordan went in his head. To yes, that's what I want to know. I want to know where he was when he said, "I killed all these people for you." I said, "What were you thinking of? What were you thinking of right there?" Because I tell you what, I don't care if I'm Black Panther or not. I'm wondering, hey, dude, seems real confident right now. <laughs> he seems real, and when he started, it wasn't. It was such a cool. The way they did it was very. It was slick. It was very born identity-ish, for lack of a better word, where it's a it's death by a thousand cuts they were doing. And I was like, I saw that before. And it probably saw it before born identity too. It probably was like in um kung fu movies or whatever. But it was very precise where he cut him. I was like, dude, this guy's a problem. He's a problem. Yes. That inner thigh cut. And, oh, bro, when he did that, my whole body was like, oh. I know. I tensed up. I did. I tensed up at that because I. you can only imagine what that would feel but like. But at that point, he was, I was like, that's where he's playing with him now. Slowly. I was like, dude, Killmonger is a problem. And it sucks because um, not, I don't want to really, really spoil it. But he would have been, I think, it, it, I would have loved a, a movie. I would have loved a series or a movie based on him. Just him. I want to know the Killmonger story. You know, his training, anything like that, I, I think would be cool. I kind of doubt it's going to happen, but it would be cool. I would have loved, I would have loved Killmonger against Thanos to help with Thanos. He would have been great because he knows here's how you destroy a villain or a person that has power. I know how to do that. To take someone and say, this is their weakness. Take it from them. I don't think that he would even hold a candle to Thanos, oh, though, of course if not. he didn't have the heart-shaped herb in him. Well, my son tends to believe, he's like, look, A, if he gets all the stones, it's done. There's no one that's messing with him, period. He's like, B, my son was like, there's no one in the Avengers that can mess with him except for Hulk. He's the closest because Hulk can't be killed and he'll just get madder and madder and madder and madder. And they're all come. The Wakandans are coming to help fight. And so obviously I know that their tech is going to be helping in the, um, the Avengers infinity war. It's just dude, this whole thing here. It's a, the thing I loved so much about this film was that a, it was love when they shook hands and did the cross on their chest. It was love. And when, you know, when they brought someone in and embraced them like Martin Freeman, it was love. Like, they made sure we can't let this man die. We can't. We don't care if he's CIA. Mind you, this was the worst person they could have brought into their situation. It would, be, it would have been a better idea to bring a refugee. This person's from the CIA, 
and they're yeah, bringing they were, it to they Wakanda. were like discouraging him. They didn't want to do it at first. Yes, because this is the worst person to bring if you're going to bring anybody. But they're like, we can't let this man die. We just can't. And we bring him in, and it was love. And when and when uh like when people when when um Black Panther would do whatever signal, the um Dora Milaje at attention. Not because, oh, you know, he said it and we're scared. It was because of the love and respect of Black Panther. Love and respect of the throne that that um that um uh Okoye made clear. I respect the throne. I don't respect yeah, who's I liked on how the that throne. I respect they respect the, the throne. throne. But nece- not necessarily the king. Nope. You know what I mean? Like towards the end, it's like just because I forgot what she said, but just because you're not fit to be a king is what she told him. That's what she was. And she's like, no. But also Lupita Nyong'o's character, Nakaya said, I don't res- I don't protect the throne. I protect my people. I save Wakanda. I'm like, that's a good point too. Like every point he made, Kugler put into this thing, everyone had a good point. From Killmonger to Nakaya to Okoya, everyone had a good point. Even Dan, um, uh, uh, Wakabi, when he said, you said you weren't going to come back without um, the claw's head or bring him to justice. I was like, I see why he would he would make the decision he made later. I get it. Yeah, he just told me, it's like, it looks like you're just more of the same. Totally. Everyone's decision was not made out of foolishness. Every decision was made out of, I get it. I see why they would do. I totally understand. Even the way Killmonger ran his throne, I get that. Why would you want to have something out there that can beat you? That's not what a king does. A smart king doesn't. Hey, speaking of Wakabi, how good of a year is Daniel Kaluuya having? Bruh. <laughs> that's that's a pretty good year right there. Bruh. little get out action. And then you're just in Black Panther He's riding the wave right now, for sure. I'm wondering if he and Shuri, because those two I really liked. I wonder if he, because I already know Denai is going to be in it. But I wonder if those two are going to be in Avengers. I wonder if they're, because I don't see the point in uh, Wakabi being in it. But Shuri, she totally should be in it. Because she's a, she's a genius. I mean, dude, if, okay, here's what I, here's what I want. One scene with her and Stark. That's what I was going to talk to you about right now. I, I was going to ask you if in Infinity Wars you think that Tony's going to be like super impressed with something oh, that dude, she does, she's or gonna, he's going to do something like he's going to do something like, "Hey, check this out," and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever, check this out," totally. and just completely school him. I have a feeling that's going to happen. That's going to be because look at the shoes that she got for um for uh T'Challa. <laughs> that was funny. I called them sneakers because they and she he looked at her like, "Come on, dog, <laughs> bro." But here's the thing: when she started videotaping the kick, I was like. Okay, we already know this is going to end up terribly. <laughs> Gee, okay, bruh. This movie was so good for me that I couldn't really concentrate after I left. I left and, you know, took the companion home and uh, I just was in a zone in my brain. I couldn't even get it out of my mind. Like, I was still emotional with how we were represented on screen, man. Like, there is a part, this is going to be a big ruiner, so turn it off right now, ladies and gentlemen. At the end, they he decides to buy a whole section of buildings to make it the Wakanda science, for science, right? To teach kids about science and how it all works and all this stuff. 
was it? It was like the first Wakandan outreach program yes, or something like that. So she's like, and you're going to be in charge of doing this. And she's like, okay, are you serious? He's like, here's how serious I am. And the ship appears. And the whole group of kids, a group of kids go running to the ship except one. And mind you, this kid, I've seen him on The Shy. He's great on this show called The Shy. Fantastic. He walks up and he's like, um, who are you? That same phrase, you have to tell them the truth. Remember, from the beginning, who are you? And the guy had to break out of his character and immediately tell them, I'm such and such from Wakanda, from this tribe. Again, Killmonger says, ask me who I am. Because you can't lie. Ask me who I am. And finally, someone was like, who in the world are you? And he tells them the truth. This kid says, who are you? Bruh, come on, dog. Come on. A cooler gives love to Oakland, doesn't he? Bruh. Bruh. I think that's awesome that he does that. I love the thing is, and he showed up to the he showed up to an Oakland screening and talked about in that theater when he was young, he saw boys in the hood in the back seat, in the back row. He's like, I was here and now I'm showing my film here. My film, dude. Ryan Cooler made now, mind you, for me, it's a masterpiece. I'm going to be watching this, and every time I watch it, I'm going to get emotional again because of the celebration of not the celebration of not just, I mean, black people have been celebrated in different ways of the motherland, the beginning of humanity, this center, the celebration of what came out of it, not running away from the drums and the dancing and the smiling and the loving and the it was a celebration of even the animals of that that region. Everything was a celebration. And it really was a beautiful movie. It was a beautiful freaking movie. So much so that um, I remember when Avatar came out, there was Avatar Depression. And what Avatar Depression was, the fact that there was no Avatar place that you could go. That didn't exist, and people were sad it didn't. I'm there. I'm sad a Wakanda isn't there. I'm sad it Disney, doesn't exist. are you listening? Bruh? Maybe Disney needs to build Wakanda land. Would you go to Disneyland then? Gee, come on, dog. If they build a Wakanda at Disney, I might, they'll be like, uh, there's a man with a massive beard that doesn't leave. I would just <laughs> be there. I would just be there, man. I mean, he created a place where everyone wants to go. And I think it's important because when you see a kid saying, I want to go there, and it's a white kid, he's saying, I want to go to Africa and be around those people. I would love that. That's a big change now. I, there, there are certain kids that are now seeing that and being like, that's awesome. And when they see their friend at school, they're going to be like, you look like the people I saw. That's awesome. You look like them. That is incredible, dude. Over the last few days of watching this celebration of going on, obviously it's a game changer. There's no question in my mind that it isn't because it's completely taken over Twitter. You know, it's it's crazy. It's just it's, it's, it's I've a never movement. seen. I don't know if it's a movement. Like it's, a it's a movement. movement. I, I, I think it's you a think, movement. Would you say it's a movement? Yes, I think it's a it's a movement that's happening where now I don't think we're gonna settle for bullcrap anymore. People will make bullcrap, but now the bullcrap is going to be matched. It's going to be like matched up to freaking Black Panther, dog. You can't just like now it ups everyone's game. Everyone's game is up now. 
you know, because there was a time where a movement was happening, but in the in an interesting way where we had these independent people coming out with John Singleton and Spike Lee and they were coming out with these movies and then right. nothing for a long time. And then Love Jones came out, which was incredible, but nothing then for a while. And there was black people spor- sporadically throughout. And then Ava DuVernay, she's a movement. She passed on Black Panther. And the rumor is that she referred because she wanted to do Wrinkle in Time, which was another great preview. She wanted to do Wrinkle in Time instead of Black Panther. And they gave Black Panther to Ryan Coogler, who happened to be her buddy. So people are thinking, I wonder where they got the idea for Ryan Coogler. I was wondering if they're going to share the love and just you're going to start seeing some incredible you know, cinema coming out from people of color. Yes. All these amazing black screenwriters and directors that are, that are putting forth some awesome, you know, I just think, I think there, it's the time for them to get the chance to do so. Totally. I mean, I think that's, that's part of the movement, if you will. Oh yes. Ava DuVernay was an Ava DuVernay, Ryan Coogler. These, these folks are Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele is about to say, bruh, here's the thing. He was, he's part of that movement. Absolutely. That's what I was just going to say. He took something and put it out there called Get Out, where white people and black people saw two different movies. They saw two totally different movies. They're, you know what I'm saying? And like black people come out and say one thing, white folks be like, oh, that was pretty funny. Or black folks are like, that was freaking terrifying. It was freaking terrifying. And that's a genius move. I think this is going to be such an interesting time in cinematic history. And I have to thank not only the black folks that are going out, people of color that are going out, white folks that are going out to see this movie. I have to thank Marvel for giving Coogler a shot and giving him $200 million to, to explore and do what he wants and celebrate black people. That's what he did. Coogler, Feige gave him money to celebrate black people. Disney gave him money and said, celebrate away. We believe in your vision. Celebrate. Dude. But be warned, Disney, be warned. It ain't going to be cheap this next time. Bruh. <laughs> bruh. Now, Coogler is going to be like, I loved working with Disney. However, he's going to also say, look, I You're am. Disney. He's the new Favreau. He's the new Favreau. I mean, when you look at these, when you look at these um, articles about Coogler, they're like, he is the new guy. He's the dude now. He's the, it's in his hands now. And I like that it's in his hands. I hope he appreciates it in his hands. My big thing is remember to give back. Give a hand. I think he will. But give a hand, give a hand down to a, a director that can't. You know what That's I'm what saying? That's what I was getting at. I'm thinking that those three directors that we were just talking about right now, this is the opportunity for them to exactly that. Pay it forward, give it back, yes. whatever you want to say it. And give someone else a shot. And that's where I think this movement starts. That's what I was exactly what I was getting. Totally. And there's, I mean, people of color uh, were, were jam packed in like Ava DuVernay's Wrinkle of Time. There's people of color, Hispanics, blacks, everything in the background. Not say we don't pay attention to that, unfortunately. But like cinematographers make a big deal. And there's people of color running those things. And so I'm like, this is important. You know what I'm saying? This is very important. Um, the person that made the black, well, they, he makes all the Black Panther outfits, but um, his business, I don't, I don't mean to take away, but I want to give him props because um, uh, Black Panther outfits, before we leave, I got to give him a shout out um, outfit. 
Um, he does all the Marvel outfits. Hey, while you're while you're looking, what did you think of the soundtrack? Not the Kendrick Lamar soundtrack. I'm talking the score. I loved it. It really. I thought it was, it was great. Big. It was big. It was huge. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It takes. It was a a massive. Um, like it felt like we were in a production. We were in a massive movie. Like it wasn't one of those things where it's like, let's make it just hip hop. No. Now Kendrick is doing his thing, but I mean, dude, it's going to be, I think this Kendrick Lamar soundtrack part of it, I think it's going to be huge too. Yeah. I know you haven't really peeped him quite yet, but, um, uh, he's a, he's a, when they said that he was doing the soundtrack, I was just like, yes, it's going to be so good because he's, yeah. he's, He's, he's such a good artist. I love it. Mind you, he's a young dude, and so I'm normally not into the new rap, but he raps. He's from Compton. He's so from Compton that Snoop said, I give you the mantle. You are I know now he's the, the man guy. right now, and I am going to be looking into it more. Like, I want to listen to him now, especially just now, just because he's everywhere. But I've been hearing Kendrick Lamar for the last couple of years, and I, it was, it's, it's on me that I didn't check it out, you know? Yeah, I mean, and uh, for, for everybody that's wondering, uh, his name is Jose Fernandez, and he runs Ironhead Studios. He does most of the Marvel costumes. Another person of color who is destroying. This costume was incredible. The, the wardrobes in this... Oh, the wardrobe dude. in this was outstanding. The fact that they made it, the necklace, the war, he's like, because she made a good point. She's like, don't shoot at me until I get my helmet on. She's like, that's ridiculous. She's like, this necklace you have on now, it now becomes Contains the whole suit. The whole suit, G. That's amazing, dude. Come I thought on, that was one dog. Of, yeah, that was one of my favorite parts just because I was like, huh, <laughs> when she said that. Oh, dude. Like, goddamn. And that's when, pretty amazing. And man. the dope part is when the um when when the Dora Milaje is about to fight Killmonger and he just he puts it in his pose and the suit comes on I was like oh why am I rooting for this brother why am I rooting for him it was so clean let's talk about the battle between T'Challa and Killmonger it was heartbreaking it was I think that was the saddest battle I've ever seen because T'Challa knew he it, it he knew. I, we screwed up. We're our bad. But Killmonger is like, I'm sorry. This is too many years. I can't just be like, it's all for nothing. I have to do this. Otherwise, what did he do it line, for? Oh, dude. That line that he said before he, he you know. Another he ruiner. Another ruiner. I got to tell you. Um, Another emotional part for me because I didn't expect it. It was such. He said, he said. Here's what I want you to do. Throw me into the oceans where our ancestors jumped off because they knew death is better than bondage. Jeez. That was a line. Please, yeah. dude. <laughs> that was good, man. Oh, my God. Why would he do that? Was that was a really emotional scene because, you know, T'Challa is trying to save him. He's like, maybe, yes. maybe we can still save you. And that's what he tells him. That's his response. Because he has to perfect. go to jail. He has to face yeah. justice. He can't just, okay, fine, we're good. You can walk away. He's like, no. And when he took it out, because when he brought him to the sunset, because remember he said the sun, his dad said that the sunsets are the most beautiful. So Black Panther wanted to let him see one before he passed. Oh, dude. That was so good. The movie, bro. Anyone that's out there that hasn't seen this movie, anyone, go see it because it's important that you do. It is important that you see this movie. It's important that this representation is out there. It's so Coogler. Now I got to see Creed. 
Now I got to see how <laughs> did after two movies, I don't know. Okay, here's the thing. I've made an album before. After that album, I couldn't go on and produce uh, Lenny Kravitz. I couldn't go on and produce Stevie Wonder. He did this after two movies, dog. How? And he's brought Michael B. Jordan along the whole time. That's like his muse, I think. Yes. Well, the, the thing is, he's doing it right. Like, what he's doing is he has a crew. And he has a, a, a tight-knit crew where he's just like, if he comes, I come. If, he, if I go, he goes. We are together, which is dope. It's dope because he's like, I'm bringing you where I go. We're brothers. It's like, don't screw this combo up. Yes. That's how I took it. Like, why mess this up? It's a good thing. It's obviously proven well. Now, I have not seen Fruitvale Station yet, but I hear that movie's amazing. And, oh, I mean, I remember. I loved, remember, I've I've loved Michael B. Jordan since The Wire. (laughs) I thought he was great in The Wire, man. I am willing to forgive him for his uh, part as Johnny Storm. But other than that. Oh, man. But see, here's what I hear. And the thing is, I think that's coming one day again, too, because there's you can do that correctly. But again, Michael B. Jordan, he's a star. I love um, I'm imagining that it was easy for Coogler to direct Michael B. Jordan because he knows him. He knows what to tell him to do. You know what I'm saying? He knows, oh, here's to get this thing out of Michael. I do this. Um, Chadwick Boseman, he pretty much created an accent. And what they said, they're like, why do you have an accent? He's like, because you have to remember, imperial or colonialism didn't hit Wakanda. We still talk a certain way. We don't have, you know, because a lot of things you see in Africa, they all of a sudden have English accents for no reason. He's like, no, 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 no. Not in here. We have normal accents as if it's the, it's our accents. And I love how they have the clicks. They have the click language. I was like, oh. Oh, Yeah. Oh, God, dude. It just all, it made it sound so beautiful. I'm done. I don't even know. I, G, G. This movie was hitting on different levels, too, because it was definitely, in a way, it was very subtle, but it definitely touched on the political position that we're in these days. And uh, the line that I really liked in this movie was at the end. It was one of the uh, the mid credit scene. Yeah. I won't go into it. I, you know, if any, we spoiled enough. We didn't spoil too much, but I think we spoiled enough. So, you know, we'll save this for you. But there is a line at that mid credit scene where he's addressing people. And he says, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. Bruh. Come on, man. You know what he was Bruh. talking about. Shot across the bow. What you going to do? What you going to do is Black Panther, bro. And here's the thing. We needed that right now. Exactly. Right now, that was. I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, oh, that was a reshoot. We shot it for that reason. I would not be surprised at all if that was a reshoot. That's really funny that you say that. I actually was thinking that. Like, I wonder if they added that in after the fact. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. But it was was the perfect drop for the perfect time right now to to say. Or I shouldn't say it's the perfect time because today's are all screwed up. But it was the perfect time to make that drop is what I'm saying. And here's the thing. I'm going to leave you with this. And I know we're going to get out of here. But people... Also remember what she said about Wakanda. It's very important that uh, uh, Lupita Nyong'o, when they were debating over what they should do regarding Killmonger's new seat at the throne, they were saying, look, you got to respect the new chief, the new king. He's like, you have to save that throne. And Lupita said, no, I got to save Wakanda. 
And for me, it's like when people say respect the office, you have to make sure you respect the office. I'm like, no, I would rather save America. I would much rather do that. Hey, two more things. Two more things before we go. Uh, what did you think of the Stan Lee cameo? It was good, man. It, I love seeing him. I think we should we should really um, we should really um, appreciate him now. We should really appreciate it. I'm really hoping that he's going to be at, at WonderCon this year because I I actually stood in line to meet him one time and I had the flu at WonderCon back in 2012 and I just got out. I couldn't do it. I back, went back to the hotel and fell asleep for the rest of the weekend. But that was my only chance to meet him. This I have a feeling, you know, I hate to say it, this might be my last chance to meet Stanley. Yes. And I got to do meet it. Meet him. So yeah. I'm gonna, I don't care how long the line is, I'm waiting in this line. Yes. Secondly, we talked about her. We've mentioned her name. We've, you know, given her props for her acting in this bear. But all in all, on the whole, what did you think of Lupita Nyong'o in this movie? I thought she was, she was, she was kind of my favorite. I'll be honest with you. She was one of my favorites. Let me tell you something, bro. Let me tell you something, bro. I'm feeling your tone already. <laughs> her skin, bruh. It's beautiful. Bruh. She did a great job acting, but brother. I mean, sh- I think. Oh, should I say it? Say it. She might be the most beautiful person I've ever seen up close in my life. That's a big statement right there, man. I think Gabrielle. Honestly, I think Gab- she is so her. It's just beautiful. Like she'd be enough if she walked by me. I'd be like, whoa. I have not seen someone who, wow. I honestly, you know, I've seen her in, in multiple things, but I actually, it wasn't until this movie I noticed how beautiful she actually is. She's, she's, she's a beautiful woman. But she, that on top of just the performance that she put in, she's awesome. She's a great addition to the Marvel Universe, and I, I'm glad she's there, man. Love Lupita it. was awesome. So Better like, than Maz Kanata, I'd rather see her doing this than just being the voice of Maz Kanata, which I oh, thought was great. Sure. Maz again, Kanata being giving in, people uh, Force again. If you Disney, don't know, ladies and gentlemen, giving people love, giving people. Hey, Disney, are you winning me over, Disney? Am I gonna go to Disneyland, G? Because they have invested two hundred million dollars in us. I think you're going. I love you. I love you, Disney, right now. Love you, Ryan Coogler. Love See, you, Deny. I think you love should you, get Lupita. tickets to WonderCon, man. You can go to WonderCon and you can go to Disneyland at the same time. I might have to do that. I have my. I think you should. Well, that brings us to the end. People, go see it, please. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Go see it for yourself. I'm talking to everybody. See it for yourself and be able to support this movie. Support this movie and don't think ah they've made enough money. Every single dollar counts, man. Every single dollar counts, sister. Every single dollar counts everyone. Go see this movie. I love you. I had a great time today. I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm enlightened. I feel uplifted. I love that I saw representation. But until the next time on this channel, on this wonderful show, I'm your host, Steve. My name is Dan. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Heroes of Noise, episode 16, Black Panther special. Somehow I feel like we still have more to talk about, so you know, we're not going to rule that out just yet. But for this time around, we bid you adieu. Ladies and gentlemen, peace. See you next week.